0: That's Alex Mario. He's a great pre and post game show host for the St. Louis Blues. That's Alex. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. We are officially one month away from the Blues start of the preseason. You'll be able to hear Alex. And our guy, Chris Kerber with Joey Vitale on the calls. Chris Kerber is joining us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line curbs. We appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing
1: today? I'm doing great. I just hit a, uh, a drive about 235 yards, which was good for me straight down hole. Number one here at bell reef. Oh, so, nice. uh, now I'm walking to the ball out here they had, they had part of the media day with uh, the tournament that was announced coming. And, um uh, you know, just a great course. One, one of those reminders, guys, just how great of a sports town we have here, isn't it? Like, you, you consider since the, all the records that were set the last time the PGA came through, and then since then we've won, the Blues have won a Stanley Cup. Cardinals have been in the playoffs. There's been Olympic uh, gymnastics trials. Hell, I mean, just the amount of sporting events in St. Louis is amazing.
2: It really
0: has been. I, I will say, I, I think the uh, invite for the BK and Ferrario show got lost yeah. in the mail, so we'll have to correct that next time around for this media event. However, yeah, you know
1: what? Someone's going to have to add that to my talking points. So I apologize.
0: No, that's fine. I, I understand. They'll. I'm sure they'll get us uh, Look, taken care of next time. Curbs.
2: If, if BK steps onto the 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 course at at Bell Reeve, they'll kick him out before yeah. he even steps into the golf cart. <laughs> that that checks out. They'll uh, BK uh, will be like, "Where's my golf clubs go? We." <laughs> It's in the car. I understand that. And my my,
0: my caddy will take care of those for me. Um, Curbs, we've been having a significant conversation today that I would love to bring you in on. And we'll get to the Blues here in just a moment. Uh, there was a list of the yep. top 20 wingers in the NHL that I want to get your thoughts on here in just a little bit. Yeah, I can't but, wait
2: to interrupt your 18 on
0: Bellry for this question. Yeah, so what's, what sound would you say a dog makes?
1: Um. What sound does a dog make? I'd say a dog... Uh, barks? Is that what it is? like? Yeah. So a dog barks. Would you say it's there, a rough it's a, yeah. or a
0: woof? Like an R or a W? Oh,
1: dude, guys, that all just depends on the dog. I mean, <laughs> if it's one of those little, those little white Briezons, free safe things, those things just yip, you know. So, but that's a yip, Kerbs. Um, that's not yeah, a that's rough. different. That's not an option. But but see, big, we, we had options A or B
0: for you, and you gave me C, and there was no door three. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> I would I would say most dogs, uh, most dogs woof.
2: Oh, there it is, Curves. No, See, no. you and I are always on the same page. It's intelligence right there.
1: Uh, well, of course.
0: <laughs> curves, well, I didn't want to ask All right, let's get to the hockey.
1: Yeah. No, H- actually, actually, and by the way, uh, <laughs> whatever you can do as a dog owner to help control the barking is a good thing. Amen. <laughs> <Yes. to>, amen <laughs> That's correct.
2: Unfortunately, Unfortunately it's. Easier said than done, especially sometimes. with two little kids that are trying to sleep at all times.
0: Yeah. So the NHL right. Network put out their top 20 wingers in the NHL right now, and they did not have any St. Louis Blues on this list, which surprised me a bit. I thought you would get at least one of Cairo or Vladimir Tarasenko on there. Uh, I guess that's my starting point on this. Do you think that by the end of the season, if we made a list like this, you would have one of those two guys on the top 20 wingers in the NHL for what it's worth uh, at the back end of this list? It's like Chris Kreider, Alex Debrinkit, Gabriel Landeskog, Phil Forsberg, and then Mark Stone. That's kind of the list of the names that are at the back end of their list.
1: Okay, well, I'm taking Vladimir Tarasenko over Forsberg right now. I'm taking Vladimir Tarasenko over Debrinkit right now. I mean, you have to look at body of work. You have to look at what they've done yeah you have to look at where they're at and Vladimir Tarasenko just had an 82 point season you know so i'm uh uh i'm 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 going to go ahead and 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 take uh, his experience and stuff uh, over those other guys at the moment so yeah it's it's kind of sort of look it would it's weird for a team maybe the coyotes but most teams are going to have one of the guys that's one of the top guys at their position on their team and and you know, if you if you look at wingers, you know around around the National Hockey League right now, to not have a to not have a, a Vladimir Tarasenko or maybe even a um, a Pavel Buchnevich listed in there was it's actually quite a surprise.
2: Kerbs, I don't know if I had the chance to ask you this when it happened. and I know this is a couple of months ago, but. What kind of impact do you think Craig McTavish is going to have with this team now as an assistant coach? Because Jim Montgomery, of course, took over last season and had a massive effect on the special teams and some of those younger players. And it seems Craig McTavish has also a lot of experience with some of these younger players. Are you there? Yeah, it was a bad question on my part, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. Uh, Craig McTavish, well... Craig McTavish brings a lot of experience, and I think what you've seen is is, is uh, the, the desire of, of Doug Armstrong to put somebody with Craig Berube that has experience, so it's somebody else from the head coaching standpoint that gives him the ability to, to see things through and, and, and to talk from, from an experience level there. So I, I think it's a tremendous hire for the St. Louis Blues.
0: Curbs, I did want to ask you, I I was asked this by, I think it was Andrew Marsh on the Fast Lane the other day, and I thought it was a good way of framing uh, the question, because I hadn't really thought about it this way. When you look at the way that the Blues are constructed right now, and you compare that to the team, not that ended the season for the Blues, but the pre-trade deadline version of the St. Louis Blues, which roster do you think is better constructed? The one right now or the one pre-deadline from a year ago?
1: Ooh, uh, so 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 the, the pre the last trade deadline, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. So you don't have Nick Letty on the roster. I- instead yeah. of uh, Grice, you have Ville Huso, and you've got David Perron on the roster as well.
1: Yeah. You know what? Uh, oh, that's a that really is a terrific question. Um, well, pre trade deadline, we weren't sure what Jordan Bennington's game was looking like. So I guess I guess at that standpoint, I'm going to go ahead and take the pre trade deadline roster than this one I knew what I was getting with David Perron um, you know and and while you were short a defenseman you still had guys that could play if you assumed that, that they were healthy here you know what what makes me a lot more comfortable with the second grouping here uh, in terms of this roster is the confidence Jordan Biddington ended the season with and uh, and just kind of where this team sits now with this the I think the veteran aspect and calmness on defense which is important to this team so but if, if, if I had to go with, with just the original parameters, you said I'm going to take the pre-trade deadline team.
0: Curbs, final question that I've got for you. Who's the team that you think improved the most from where they were at the end of last year to where they are today? Like Western Conference, Eastern Conference, you can take this in any direction, but which team do you think improved the most this offseason?
1: Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, I think the Central Division has kind of stayed pretty much the same. Uh, I think the Los Angeles Kings I think have done a good job of improving so I think I think maybe the best in the west I'd probably hang on the on the Los Angeles Kings and from an Eastern Conference standpoint uh whew. um boy that's a I don't know in the east I mean I I, I guess getting some of their guys back Boston maybe but um yeah, the, the East would be – actually, no, the East is a no-brainer. I'm sorry. I apologize. The East would be the Ottawa Senators. So I would, say, I would actually say maybe the Ottawa Senators are the most improved of any team in the league. They're going to be
0: interesting going into this year. I'll, I'll be curious to see what they end up looking like. I, I know Alex Dobrinka we talked about earlier. I I I agree with you. Uh, that was one of the ones that I had mentioned to Alex earlier this week. I would, I would probably oh. take a couple of the Blues guys over him. I think he – I'll be curious to see what his production looks like there. But, but they got
2: a hell of a top six now. Yeah, even if you don't
0: think he's a top oh. 20 winger, he's he's a damn good one. Right.
1: The Ottawa Senators are, are a playoff team, and if they're not, something went wrong in my book. Yeah.
0: Curves, okay. we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy yourself out there on the links. Hit Best of luck
1: today, and we'll talk with you again next week. All right, guys. Have an awesome week. Thanks. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors,